0: Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www. Dot Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, if you are wondering how commercial cards can make accounts payable more efficient, this is the podcast episode for you. I am going to talk about my journey as an AP manager and how I used commercial cards and no it's not all about the rebates. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 71. It's not all about the rebates. How I made AP more efficient using commercial cards. So for over eight years, I was an accounts payable manager, an AP manager. First, over the full AP cycle, so I had vendors, invoicing, and payments. Then, the last five years, I concentrated more on global vendors. Now, as with any AP manager, there's your day job, leading your team, human resources deliverables, and making sure operations run smoothly. Then there's your other job, Um, I don't know, your night job, and that's keeping up and being knowledgeable with the latest developments in AP automation to make your operations more efficient or leading that months-long project for the ERP upgrade, third-party tool implementation, or maybe even a company acquisition just to throw that in there and make it fun. So I wouldn't consider myself a technical person though, but I did get excited about both aspects of the job, the day job and the night job, when they collided to a more efficient process. And for me, the most satisfying was expanding our commercial card program. So let me talk about that. Um, First, I'll go into why I needed to expand a commercial card program. And so while I've implemented new and upgraded accounting system, ERPs, e-invoicing, expense report, approval tools, and a vendor self-registration portal, again, the most satisfying was an improvement that did not require any heavy lifting on my part. And that was the commercial card program. And so that's why I think I like it the most because the heavy lifting of that was not on me as an accounts payable manager. Now, to be fair, the company that I worked for already had a commercial card program when I joined. So maybe that would have made uh, the implementation a little bit more of a heavy lift had that not already been in place. Um, But they were only using the travel card program. function or the travel card product from that commercial card program provider. And that may be, you know, how your company is using it, just using it so that the, your employees that travel will have a means to pay for their travel expenses. Um, but Within the first few months of joining that company, I saw something else which made me wanna look to see what other products that commercial card provider had. And so what I saw at that company was that branch office utilities um, were, not kidding, being shut off and this includes the phones um, which is really bad but they were being shut off because no one sent the bills to the home office you know those utility bills um, uh, and telephone bills will go to um, the service address and and those bills just were not getting to us until it came to the point where it was either shut off or a shut off notice was received. And so what that resulted in was the branch office employees were frustrated. And then um, as a result of that, my team, my AP team was frustrated because every time we had to rush an urgent payment. And so everyone, my team, um, the team in the, at the branch offices, the team in the field, leadership, everyone was asking for a better way before we even had a plan worked out. And so one of the first places that I went was the commercial card program because I was looking for a way that there could be recurring payments without any lifting in accounts payable or just not depending on the branch office to send an invoice once they received it. So when I inquired with our provider, what I found was that in addition to the travel card product, that credit card provider also offered purchasing cards or P cards. And with these P cards, I was able to set up the utilities for the branch offices to auto pay and the problem was solved. I remember the day that I communicated it back to my team, branch offices, um, the leadership, everybody let out a collective sigh of relief. So from this position and in my next, I look to commercial card programs to solve other AP issues. And I really appreciated the flexibility that came with its use. So here's how commercial card programs were able to help me as I focused on supporting accounts payable vendor maintenance. And again, like the first solution, it does not involve rebates. So I have five things I wanna cover. And the first one is there is there could be, I should say, no need to create a vendor record. And that's, you know, depending on whether you have a credit card product set up as a payment method in your accounting system or ERP, um, you may or may not need to set up the vendor. So if you don't have the credit card product set up as a payment method, which um, in my company, I did not. And so what that means is, is that the processing of vendor invoices and payments by credit card were handled outside of the accounting system or ERP. And if that's the case, then no vendor record will need to be set up. So it saved having to set up vendor records for those um, vendors that were eligible to be uh, paid via a credit card. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about what you need to look out for and how to control that piece, but that is fairly significant you don't need to set up that uh, vendor record and then as a result of that number two is you're going to have less 1099 miscellaneous forms so for vendors paid with a credit card the burden for issuing 1099s can be reduced at the federal level now you still may have to file with the state but whether the process is automated or manual using Or issuing 1099s that is a significant time commitment and not having to review to issue to take calls from the vendors um, that were paid via credit card is a real time saver and you know the process um, with 1099 issuing I am uh, recording this episode in mid-February and most of you have already sent out your 1099's uh, miscellaneous box 7 that was due January 31st and so you are in the midst of getting all those calls from the vendors who either don't believe that they were paid what they were really paid um, and asking you for um, to prove it or they didn't tell you that you know they changed your address and so they never got one and so they're calling for one so All of that activity, that call activity from the vendor can be eliminated because those 1099s will be issued. um, And to be honest, I'm not sure if it's from the credit card provider or the beneficiary bank, but it's not within your AP team like um, the other 1099 miscellaneous for those vendors that were paid out of your ERP. Okay, so the third one is you get a faster and then a less costly payment. So unlike checks or ACH that can take days to pay a vendor or a wire that can have a hefty fee, a credit card payment is instant. And this can be critical when timing is a factor. And again, it also depends on whether that vendor is eligible to be paid via credit card to take advantage of that faster and less costly payment but again we'll talk about that um, in just a minute and then the fourth one is you can have decreased one-time vendors and so if your eligibility for payment via commercial card includes one-time vendors then of course the number of one-time vendors will decrease in your vendor master file now this can be depending on type of spend and i know in practice we identify specific uh, one-time vendors that could be paid by credit card and it was just based on the type of spend and we had a stakeholder group that send a large volume of payments out one time once a year and it just wasn't worth adding those vendors to the erp okay so number five the last one is not really related to vendor maintenance like at all however it is a huge time saver for a huge pain within accounts payable. And so that is automated GL coding. So if you do utilize, um, you have employees that are using utilizing, for example, purchasing cards, you can set up, um, by user and have the ability to default coding and the user would then just have to review prior to submitting. And so that can be a huge time savings. Okay, so the next section. So I would be completely remiss if I told you everything went smoothly and we did nothing else except set up these card programs. But there were some other things that we did do. And again, to be fair, it wasn't a completely smooth path. And so I want to talk about what you need to look out for, um, what scenarios can come up when you have credit card products that can make accounts payable payments. And so here are those scenarios along with some recommendations to avoid them. So there are three. The first one is we had employees that wanted to use uh, commercial cards for vendors or spend or products or services that were not eligible for credit card payments as and as i noted before um, we did not have the credit card payment option as a payment method in our erps this was um to we had employees that wanted to use the uh, uh, commercial card product either a um, purchasing card or a travel card we even had some virtual cards um, and we had employees that wanted to use uh, wanted to pay their vendors based on one of those three cards and As you know, you have purchase order policies out there and it's hard enough to get um, employees to be in compliance with your purchase order um, policy without giving them a card to make it easier for them to uh, to use that as a workaround. And so what we ended up doing is we established specific criteria for when a credit card product could be used. So that meant that we updated the policies for the use of purchase cards travel cards single-use cards and in that case we didn't have the single-use cards which is another way of saying virtual cards so we actually had to create a policy for that Um, but we documented when each when each of those card products could be used and again this was especially true of the single use cards because we had not had them before we added them and there were specific scenarios where it was great to include those um, or to have those as an option for payment, but not when an employee wants to buy, you know, $20,000 worth of product that needs to go through a purchase order and it needs to go through the ERP. Okay. So the second thing, and you may not think about this, but it is, it is something that happened. And so what we found is that even though an employee may use their uh, travel card to pay for events or meetings that happen at, you know, the hotel conference rooms, um, That hotel also sent us an invoice. And so what we decided we were going to do is we were going to update our vendor policy so that we can match the car policies. So for example, I just talked about meetings and conferences at um, hotels. And so hotels, whether you're doing a meeting, whether you're doing a conference, whether you're doing an overnight stay for employee travel, All of that can be paid for via a card product. If you have overnight travel, it's based on a travel card. If you have you know, a meeting or an event, you can use your purchasing card for that or maybe even a single-use card. But it all can be done on a commercial card product. And so what we did is we matched our vendor policy to that. So in our vendor policy, we had a section that indicated hotels could not be set up as vendors. And so if we had uh, someone that wanted to set up a hotel as a vendor, we would say no. And what that would do is for, you know, whatever they needed, they would just pay for it on the card. Or in some cases, employees didn't have cards. And so that's why they would want it set up. But we would push them off to their management who did have a card and they would then pay the bill. But what that did is, is that meant that even if the hotel subsequently sent an invoice after they have been paid even if that invoice says paid in full you know that that can be missed but because we didn't have a vendor set up that invoice could not be processed so that's how we solved the duplicate payment because you pay with a card and then the uh, hotel also sends an invoice you know, but just in case it's a vendor that you can't restrict from being set up in your vendor master file. Um, We also put in process reporting um, so that we could look at vendor spend. So did they get paid by a check, by ACH, and then also by AP card? Really, did they get paid in the system for the same thing that they were paid for via a commercial card. And I will say there are some AI tools out there, some AP automation that can catch those types of duplicate payment scenarios where they're being paid by the ERP and then they're also being paid by um, the uh, one of the card products. So I would look into those. Um, If you want some specific names, go ahead and email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A at Richardson.com. All right. So the last thing we wanted to solve was, of course, this is probably your biggest or second biggest behind the duplicate payments is employee misuse. So your credit card policies will help you curtail those employees that want a faster payment for vendors that are not really eligible for credit card payments. And so you wanna make sure that you communicate any new policies or updates to those policies to all your employees. Now, what we did was a hybrid approach and we sent, um, communication via email. And then we also posted it on our intranet. And then we also hosted quite a few training sessions where we just had scheduled times that we would have a WebEx line open and we would um, hold those multiple times a week, different times of the day so that we can catch all of our global employees. And then we would just answer any questions that they had. So we would start off maybe with 15 minutes worth of training. And then we would open, really open the lineup for 45 minutes worth of questions. And once the employees saw that we were really answering those questions that they had, they actually did come to those. Some other things that we did is I talked in the last one about reviewing reports on P card spend, So we set up reports and I had someone assigned to review those. Um, again, um, we train employees when they are issued a P card. So out of those training sessions, you know, once those are done after you roll out new policies or updated policies, you know, we just had a part in the training plan where we train those employees that we're getting a new, uh, commercial card product. And then of course we would also, or we also enforced like a monthly reconciliation. So, you know, we had to pay, um, the credit card issuer on time, whether we had an accurate um, recon from the employee, individual employees that held those cards. Um, so, and that's what we, you know, that's where AP focused on was the larger bill. But we got, um, and we started enforcing a monthly reconciliation so that we could so that we could monitor spend, and that also let employees know that someone was looking at their activity on their commercial card, and that did deter some um, just open uh, abuse of having that uh, having that commercial card. And so those are the three biggest scenarios, but my recommendation is just to continue to monitor your credit card usage and revise your policies as necessary. These are the three biggest scenarios that came up for us, but there were others and you'll have some different ones as well. So just keep revising policies as necessary so that you can restrict the credit card product use to only what's eligible. And if you do that, then you'll see that commercial card can be an effective solution to make your AP and your vendor process more efficient. So just don't be afraid to embrace their use. When you do, can you imagine who in your company will let out a sigh of relief? One thing I do want to mention is that if you want to know how to reduce fraud in vendor maintenance using commercial card products, Lynn Larson, who is an expert on commercial cards, um, she runs a company called Recharged Education. And I actually had her on my podcast for episode 12 that was entitled, What Role Can P-Cards Play to Avoid Fraud in Your Vendor Master File? So if you want to listen to that, um, check out episode 12. Um, it's really a good uh, discussion with Lynn. And then in the show notes, you'll also see information to uh, connect with Lynn. All right. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 71st episode of the Putting the APN Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.